Over the last two weeks, I've had probably three of the best 10 days of the last 15 years of my life. Uh, that included, you know, wall-to-wall days that in, from 10-plus-mile walks from museum to museum, restaurant to restaurant, drink to cocktail to espresso. Uh, bad sleep be damned. It was great. Um, would I call my trip a vacation? Oddly, no. It's more of an enlightenment, an inspiration. Um, spend a lot of time alone in New York. Uh, it doesn't feel alone because there's people everywhere. But um, this wasn't a vacation in that I wasn't sitting at a pool. I wasn't reading a book, uh, you know, at the pool or on the beach. It. I got up uh, and did things. When I woke up, I showered, and then I just moved. Um, so... Oddly enough, it was like that double-edged sword where so many things I felt like I would have loved to do with someone else. But then again, like they probably wouldn't have wanted to go on a Beatles tour of uh, London or have done half the things where I just aimlessly end up in places without a plan. I mean, some of my friends, when I told them that I had nothing scheduled for a day and I just was going to wake up and wing it, you know, fly by the seat of my pants, um, I think that they were surprised. I am a planner to some degree, but um, it was a blast, you know, and those are the kind of things you can only really do by yourself. But then I'd be lying if if I said that some dinners, it would have been nice to have company. Um, It's great to see Noah in Paris. Um, Other than that, though, like it was a trip that, you know, I, I can honestly say that I'm extremely lucky and grateful to be able to even take Um in an environment where I thought I'd be more stressed, I learned to just go with the flow. I get stressed over things that are much less um, in my New York life, but when trains get canceled or flights get canceled in Europe, it's what can you do? I can't speak French. I can barely speak Spanish. So you just go with the flow. Um, so I can't wait to travel more. I think that's something that I always thought I really liked, but I then would have to plan it. And I did a really bad job. Uh, so I just defer to a California trip places I already knew. Um, and I hope to do it more. I think there's a lot of opportunity with travel audio. I think there's a lot of opportunity with, um, telling stories abroad. And honestly, like there's a lot of products that can be made. I don't think I'm the right person to build a, I guess like a curated experience of Europe. Um, but I think that what I one thing I did learn is you know there are hotels that say they're four stars but they're two stars. There are TripAdvisor probably hasn't updated their website in like five years and the comments are ancient. They should probably wipe those every year and start fresh because these hotels are aging and some of them are very cute and quaint and have that charm and others are not. And uh, I think like if anyone has pushed forward travel. It's been Airbnb, you know, through their design focus. But then you walk around the streets of Chelsea in in New York City and everyone has a suitcase. And you're like, okay, well, I guess where where are they coming from? Where are they going? They're going to Airbnbs and it kind of bothers me. (laughs) But um, yeah, I didn't really want to do Airbnb. I like having someone, you know, pick up the, uh, the hotel room. I like clean towels. 
it's an experience, but like there's, am I saying that travel agents need to become more of a thing? Maybe, but I think that curated trips and I don't mean tours for, for the older demo, but like, let's say like, 30 to 45 or 30 to 55 year olds who are looking for a trip without having to plan it and knowing that what they're going to get is quality and not going to break their, break their bank account. There's something there. And, um, anything to remove the decision paralysis that happens when you're looking at hotels all over a city. Like, I mean, you look up what is the best neighborhood for a 35 year old in Paris, you're going to get, five or six different and um areas so uh, that's all it goes to say that like i am now back in new york and i think like the trip was one of the most incredible and inspiring things i've ever done for myself and i needed to do it for myself but like there are a lot of things that can be done to make it easier on people who want to go with their partner or their friends or by themselves and not have to spend an entire week, 40 hours planning out a trip. Um, anyways, um, since returning to New York a few days ago, I've been comparatively lazy, which is great because I haven't been lazy in a long time. Um, I'm starting to get back into my New York groove. Um, but, you know, I think this trip really got me back into a really great creative groove. When you get up uh, off the couch or out of bed is a better example. And, you, you know, I can stay in the hotel room or I can go do things. And um, I needed that. And creatively, this podcast is like really um, the rawness has really let me just, you know, talk and go from city to city, writing notes down, thoughts, almost like essays. And then once the essays are done, I can vocalize them without worrying like, did I put a period or a comma in the wrong place? Grammar is overrated, and uh, yes, we should have it, but um, I think that we are a little bit too precious about being absolutely correct when 99.9% .9 of us are not going to become scholars in terms of the English language. Um, that's just me. Um, still, I was only gone for 13 days, and it feels like two months. You know, When I left, it was 85 in New York City and sunny, and I got back, and it was fall. You know, Those two weeks are kind of like a a total mind F. Um, it felt like two months and I think that's like kind of amazing. Um, so what's next? Um, I think like a lot of the trip, which I haven't really discussed verbally or on Twitter or really anywhere is, uh, a month ago I left me cute. You know, it's been a job that I've loved. Um, I love all the people and it was just the right time to make a change and, um, pursue other, creative and storytelling outlets. What does that mean? I don't know yet. I made a promise to myself that the first month after I left um, would be to rest, recover from, you know, startups are a lot of work, but also to get inspired and figured that out. And I think this trip really helped fulfill those uh, creative needs. And I appreciate everyone who's listened to it. Um, I can see the, you know, the analytics and it makes me happy. And it also like is pretty humbling that people take, 15 minutes out of their day to listen to me ramble about Barcelona, Paris, Lyon, uh, uh, London, and this. Um, but like, as I figure those things out, I mean, one of three options, I either join a startup, I either become an exec at like some media company or entertainment company, maybe a production company, or I start my own business. And I'm pursuing, you know, I'm looking into all of them. So if you have any leads, 
Uh, if you want to grab coffee or you want to talk, just movies, TV, film, music, uh, I'm around. Just shoot me a DM or uh, email me. My email is web, W-E-B-B-A-R-R at gmail.com. Um, anyway, and then we'll take things from there. Um, yeah, so I'm going to run through a couple other quick updates. Uh, and then at the end of this podcast, I have a little bit of an update that I recorded last Thursday on my last night in London. Um, there's one thing that I need to correct. Uh, I noted in that little se segment that uh, book publishers have a monopoly. Uh, I worded that incorrectly. Uh, they have a, it's not a monopoly. It's a cartel. They uh, negotiate together, it seems. Uh, these things happen when we're riffing. Uh, excuse my mistake. Um, I've also loved uh, doing this podcast. Like it's been... Just it's been so fun, and so I'm going to talk more about process, and then about travel, and uh, and what I read, um, and listened to, and uh, then we will uh, wrap it up. So uh, let's uh, move on to that. Thank you very much. So this part might be a little scattered. Um, I'm going to talk some about process, why I traveled to Europe. I've already discussed um, inspiration, uh, what I read. Um, find back, I, based on the recommendation of Rory Brown, who's a good friend, um, he recommended Tomorrow, Tomorrow, and Tomorrow. Five out of five stars. Incredible. Uh, one of the best fiction books I've ever read. Um, it's about building. It's about friendship. It's about startups. Uh, it's about gaming. Um, but it's really just about friendship and love and the different forms that can come. It's fiction. And uh, if you haven't picked it up, it's like, it's incredible. Um, in a way, it run, there's ways that it kind of reminds me of uh, Ready Player One, but um, not futuristic. It's very rooted in the world of uh, New England and then Los Angeles. And there's a lot of, uh, the writer really knows what she's doing. She, she's brilliant. I loved it. Um I think like one thing that's amazing is uh, when I decided to podcast my journey, um, I had two friends, Noah Chestnut and Kunal uh, Tandon, who, um, when I mentioned this idea to them, you know, others might say like, that's crazy. What are you thinking? They were like, do it, but only do it for yourself. And so I was like, okay, I'll do it, but maybe. And uh, I knew that there was no pressure. Pressure's not, on, not coming from anyone. It's just... If I want to do it, I'll do it. If I don't, then I'll just enjoy being in Europe. Um, I think like what's amazing about sharing ideas and recommendations is that it's um, it's kind of like what it's all about. I don't just share certain or recommend things to people unless like there's an actual intention that they would love it or that I think that they would get something out of it. And it's not out of ego, but uh, it's normally because I think they'd enjoy something and. Um, I value others' inputs and recommendations. And so, like, I think that's, like, how we learn. And uh, so it's one of those things where sometimes one book or one movie can change your life. And uh, it's kind of cool to think that, like, if you share your work as you're doing it or podcast or whatever, you learn so much more about someone. But also, like, you get that fulfillment of, like, maybe you did change someone's life. I don't know. Um, it's pretty powerful. So, like, art inspires me. Reading inspires me. Traveling, uh, I love flying as ADHD. I love uh, the fact that I can't go anywhere and I'm stuck in a seat. 
I refuse to buy Wi-Fi on an airplane. I don't even know if they have it internationally. But um, reading three-fourths of Tomorrow, Tomorrow, and Tomorrow on my flight home was just like I was in the zone, and it was so great. Um, in terms of uh, my process for recording, um, as someone who's produced and EP'd hundreds of podcasts, uh, scripted and unscripted, and directed far more people far more talented than myself in terms of being on the mic, uh, and also listened to hundreds, if not thousands, of hours of uh, audio. Um, I can honestly say that I broke almost every rule that I would uh, give a producer, <laughs> and um, I, other than um, brevity. Uh, but hey, I think I've earned it. Um, you kind of like you know you learn all the rules so that you can break them and. Uh, there's no real business needs or rules for this project. It was more of just considerations. Um, I always give podcasts or any kind of creative project um, constraints. Uh, I think that both creative and business constraints are very helpful and uh, they get to the simplicity that we all need. Uh, you know, one of, I think it was uh, LL Cool J's first CD says reduced, not produced, but reduced by Rick Rubin, and that's what we're really trying to do. Um, one or two, you know, recent, I guess one's recent. Uh, Ryan Rosillo did a travelogue podcast to Iceland uh, where he did one episode where he went over multiple days and recorded each morning. Uh, and then, you know, when you learn that certain artists like a Bruce Springsteen records Nebraska and it's just with the tape deck. Um, and it's so raw and all him. Um, there's something really inspiring about that, that you don't need millions of dollars of equipment. I just needed an iPhone uh, and, and headphones and a uh, notepad. So I used the iOS notes and going from place to place, I would write thoughts. Uh, if I listened to music, I was like the only one with AirPods in Paris and in London, very few people had them. But like when I was listening to music, sometimes something inspires you and you just write it down. Um, so I wanted it to be raw. I didn't want to edit um, so that because all that stuff is going to detract from traveling. And like the goal here is to be in the moment um, and create this artifact, which I can look back. I, I don't know if I'll ever re-listen to it, but like I could if I wanted to. But it's more of like my friends and my parents and my grandparents can listen to it and say, like, well, I've had a great time. Um, so I was in the moment. If anyone thinks like, oh, wow, you spent all this time recording a podcast, I didn't. I spent like 30 minutes a day, five, I guess I had seven, six or seven episodes. Um, that was about it. And the rest of it was writing notes that I would have written anyways. So um, if I felt any dread of pressing that record button or pressing that publish button, I wouldn't have done it. Um, so otherwise, like why add stress? Um I really enjoyed recording this. I really enjoyed, like, I didn't really look at the analytics, but I enjoyed the process of choosing songs that uh, I could just throw up on here because it's just for fun. Um, like, why not? If I'm going to travel for myself, uh, I might as well, like, write an essay a day in my head. Um, so, yeah, iPhone 14 Pro, notes on my iPad that I'm reading right now. Cover art was made with my own handwriting using uh, Apple's iMessage. I just wrote on top of art that I used uh, MidJourney, which is AI, uh, to create like a globe uh, with a pink globe. And uh, I think it was simple, light blue background. Um, 
everything was hands-on myself. Uh, I sent a few things with cleaner typography to Noah and Kunal. They both said ship the bad handwriting. I was skeptical. They were right. I was wrong. Uh, I love it. Um, favorite city, Paris, uh, the history, the culture, the fashion, uh, people actually live there, the walkability. Um, I love the fact that I did not see athleisure for like four or five days. Uh, it's kind of crazy. Um, I love the fact that it just, I don't know how to describe it other than it blew my mind. Um, in terms of books, uh, I read three and a half. Uh, I've already talked about Tomorrow, Tomorrow, and Tomorrow, but I read uh, The Long Road, Pearl Jam, and The Soundtrack of a Generation. Stephen Hyden's new book on Pearl Jam. It's a solid three and a half out of five stars. Um, his book, Twilight of the Gods, which is uh, about, basically he says, uh, you know, today kids love superheroes, but like growing up, his superheroes were rock stars like Tom Petty or Springsteen. And it's, I've reread it. It's a five-star book. It's incredible. Um, if you're a Pearl Jam fan, pick up uh, The Long Road. Uh, it's got really good critique and really good thought. Um, I was more into the first three albums towards the end of Pearl Jam and getting into the Grateful Dead period of their career, which they discuss. Um, it's fun, but it just wasn't like, if it were about Nirvana or Springsteen, I'd be a little more into it. Um, when I was on the train, I read both uh, the Before Sunrise and Before Sunset screenplays. I love reading screenplays, especially with incredible realistic dialogue. Um, Richard Lankleiter is one of the best in the business who does it, uh, filmmakers, and uh, these screenplays are no exception. Um, I also love reading screenplays because it allows you to unpack things and figure out how did they make this. Uh, some of the best to do that in terms of reading screenplays. Read the Get Out one if you're looking for a screenplay to read. Jordan Peele puts notes of like, you know, if I insert a little bit too much here in this line, I might give away the uh, the ending. It's really interesting to see how the intentionality goes through. Uh, conversely, if you want to see how like Christopher Nolan makes movies, read his screenplays. The Interstellar one is like kind of mind blowing. Um, one second. In terms of other books, um, the last one was Creative Selection. It's by Ken Cusienda, who is uh, formerly the, I think he was principal engineer for iOS. Um, it's a reread. I read it uh, for the first time since 2018 when it came out. Um, it's a one of those huge, if you know, you know books. It's incredible. It's about the creation of uh, the keyboard for the iPhone. Uh, but also Cusienda did, uh, he created Safari. And it's really just about like Apple's process and how he worked with it, at least the old process with DRIs and directly responsible individuals, but um, presenting the iPad keyboard to Steve Jobs and like the brilliant revolution revelation that uh, Steve gave him. Um, the demo process, how they use small teams at Apple to make magic work without bureaucracy. And really just like it's all about delighting customers and without this superfluous bullshit that a lot of uh, tech companies like to add these days. Um, I can't recommend creative selection enough. I don't uh, – it's kind of my, blows my mind that uh, more people have not read it. Um, it's one – I'd say it's as good if not better than Creativity Inc. Um, and, you know, he's still working. He's on, working for uh, Humane, which is a company that we still don't know what the product is, but I'm excited to find out. Uh, it's – with a bunch of former uh, original iPhone team members. So that'll be cool to find out. Um, 
pretty much like the the end of this. Um, I'm gonna play after a few more words uh, the last like recording from Europe. But um, in the meantime, I want to thank uh, a bunch of people. Shout outs, parents. Alex Mann, who gave me great recommendations for Paris. Uh, Noah Chestnut for being in Paris and being a good friend. And uh, Kunal Tandon uh, for great friendship and uh, giving great recommendations. Roy Brown, uh, great recommendations for Paris, as well as uh, Bar Hemingway. And uh, also uh, Tomorrow, Tomorrow, and Tomorrow. Helen Dwight, Tony Bourdain, Red Gaskell for great recommendations. Um, everyone who sent DMs. Suggestions, feedback, encouragement. Love y'all. Y'all are great. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do with this podcast, but I am really enjoying it. Uh, it's kind of weird to be in my apartment right now talking to myself, but uh, I feel like I'm going to do something media diet related um, in terms of what I'm consuming and breaking it down. Um, I think there's a lot of room for travel podcasts. I have a, like, I don't know if it's a theory, but it's more of, who it's not going to, it's definitely or very likely not going to be me, but like, who is the Tony Bourdain of, uh, of audio travel because travel and audio, like you don't necessarily need to see a lot of these places, but the interviews, uh, it doesn't need to be international. It could be local. It could be, I think there's something here. Um, so like, is there a parts unknown in audio? We'll see. I, I mean, it's like the most cliche thing that gets pitched to every single company, whether you're in sports, travel, uh, news. Everyone wants to be the person that gets to travel around, but the thing that Anthony Bourdain did better than anyone else is write and observe and listen, and uh, had great taste. And you know, so many personalities in audio and on television. You know, they don't write their own stuff. Um, the ones who do, turns out they normally do a lot better. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I think. There's a lot of uh, modern histories that can be made, so I'm excited to look into a lot of that stuff. But if you have any ideas or you want to hear something or get my feedback, uh, I'm around. Uh, I put my email in the previous segment, but it's webbar at gmail.com. That's W-E-B-B-A-R-R at gmail. Uh, I'm also on Twitter. It's just webbar. Uh, If you're listening to this, you know me. Um, But... um, yeah, so thanks for listening, and uh, here is the last day in London segment, and then uh, if I don't, hopefully I'll have some updates soon. Cheers. So last day in London, I uh, got, um, got up, went and got a coffee and a croissant. Um, major tip, if you're traveling solo in Europe, maybe even if you're traveling with someone else, uh, the hotel breakfast, which they say is like the best deal ever and all this other stuff, uh, not necessarily so. It's normally like 17 to 25 pounds. Uh, I have done it once, and that was in Spain, and um it was economical. Uh, in this case, I have not done it and I have not regretted it. And, uh, you look into that room where they're all eating and all the kids are sad. So I'm not really upset. Um, so I woke up, got my coffee, got my croissant and then ran to the sports store and picked up, uh, a couple of custom kits for Christmas for my nephews with their names and birth years on them. Uh, it was pretty simple. 
Uh, from there, I went shopping, walked around um, Carnaby, uh, went to the White Horse for lunch, had fish and chips and an Amstel, uh, not Amstelite, Amstel. And then walked over to Westminster Abbey, Parliament, and Big Ben, uh, a complete tourist nightmare. But, uh, and actually, like, unlike anything I've seen all trip, like, for the most part, I haven't run into huge crowds. Uh, for some reason, Parliament was crazy. Um, maybe that's because they have a BBC channel for BBC Parliament. Uh, I guess that's what, like, C-SPAN is for us, but, like, crazy talk. Uh, I know there's a lot of crazy stuff happening with them right now, so I'll just move on. Um, I definitely mistook Parliament for Westminster Abbey. Can you blame me? The buildings look uh, pretty similar. Uh, Big Ben, pretty impressive. Uh, I always thought that the clock was gold and black. It's gold and blue. Um, saw Rodin's Burgers de Cali or Burgers of Cali in front of Parliament today. Uh, saw the same individual sculptures uh, at Rodin's Museum in Paris. Uh, it's weird how I knew nothing about these six uh, individuals who surrendered for England to the King of France. I think it was Edward III, and then they spared his li- their lives. Um, I knew nothing about any of them until Sunday, and then randomly happenstance across sculptures, uh, one sculpture here and six in Paris, uh, all within like five days of each other. Uh, Rodin is an amazing, uh, sculptor. So I think that's pretty crazy. Um, went to dinner at the Ivy in Soho, grabbed a gin and tonic because that's their, uh, specialty and because you have to, it was great. Uh, after that, I walked through Soho. It was not raining, but I listened to Werewolves of London. Uh, you know, you got to do it. Uh, also, a little aside, I, the fact that we don't have Trader Vic's still, um, it's real just like we're wetting ourselves down. It's just a huge bummer. Trader Vic's um, is incredible. And uh, I'm a huge fan of tiki bars in general. Uh, if you, the best one in the country is probably in uh, the basement of the Fairmont Hotel in San Francisco. It's called the Tonga Room. It rains once an hour indoors over the pool which used to be the pool of the Fairmont Hotel. You might know the Fairmont Hotel from the movie The Rock, where Sean Connery asks uh, for a fresh haircut and a shave at the Fairmont Hotel. Um, from there, I didn't really have anything to do tonight because I have an early flight around 11, and you got to get there three hours early and all that crap. Uh, and almost went to a poker room, but because I had the early flight, I decided to go bookstore nearby. Um, books are living in like the dark ages. And I don't mean that because they're not print. I mean, because the publishing industry, um, you know, if a book gets released, it gets released in States first many times, or sometimes it gets released here. Um, the covers are different, et cetera, et cetera. Publishing houses. Um, there's a reason why music is cheap you can get all you want on Spotify for $10 a month, which is like the greatest deal in history, but you have to pay $12 or sometimes $25 for an audiobook. And it's because the publishers have banded together and, um, yeah, Spotify is not going to break that monopoly, but, um, or break that industry. But, um, it was really cool to see two books that are coming out, uh, later this year in the States already available at this bookstore. The bookstore was like five stories, um, it kind of blows all of the ones I've seen in the States away. Um, I think it was called Foley's. Uh, I got two books. One's on the rise and fall of music publishing and press. Uh, and the other is Roald Dahl's uh, biography, which is coming out in January in the United States. So um, that was my day. Um, 
I'm going to go over a few other things later, but, um, yeah, I got nine and a half or, I mean, I think 10 miles in today. I'm averaging nine and a half miles over the last seven days of just walking. So I'm going to, um, download the rest of Andor and, uh, get ready for, for sleep. So, uh, I'll talk to y'all later. Cheers. Bye.